1: Who wants some? God help us, Jesus! God and babies, Jesus! Help us! Ladies and gentlemen of
0: fucking America, this is Danny Havoc, and you have been listening to, or possibly are intending to listen to, the Yakuza Kick fucking radio, fucking yeah! Yakuza Kick radio! Hell fucking yeah! My name is Justice Payne,
1: and you are listening to Yakuza Kick Radio. You're coming to comes on Thursday night in Alabama. This is a brotherhood, and we all stick together. Yakuza Kick Radio has risen from the ashes of bad internet radio and has become the premier place for any independent professional wrestler to stop and record their voice. shit is bananas! bananas!
0: Well, this is Mr. Insanity Toby Fine, and if you're not listening to Yakuza Kick Radio, then you're weird. Oh, I don't like the cut of your jib, fella. This is Greg Excellent, I'm here to drag out of the Northeast. You are listening to your Yakuza Kick Radio. If you're not, you're probably watching porn and you have this muted. You should be listening to it. Jason man. Where are Biggie and Tupac? Yakuza Kick Radio. Give a nigga a real quick cow Kyle,
1: All you have to do is listen to Yakuza Kick Radio, but you doesn't. Now look at that doc, you homie. Fuck that. Black D. College. This is bullshit, man. Motherfucker, fuck you, fuck you, and fuck you. Who's next? And now, ladies and gentlemen, for the introduction.
0: Hosted by JCAT
1: Morris, you are now listening to Yakuza, Yakuza. Kick Radio. Oh,
0: It is Wednesday, December 16th, 2015. Welcome to Yakuza Kick Radio. I'm your host, JKL Morris. Uh, I have a couple things to go over tonight. Obviously, the CZW Cage of Death 17. 17. Um, You know, I'm going to go over that whole show, so, uh, you know, I ain't tight for that. Um, The WWE TLC pay per view, I watched, uh, you know, most of that over the the weekend. Uh, You know, so, so you know I'll touch on that too um, this week is the big fucking buzz on the uh the internet there is uh, Star Wars is coming out, and um you know, I was always a big, big star wars fan as a kid I, I mean that was probably one of my favorite things in the world as far as you know um my fandom went as a kid because uh I mean you figure the first star Wars came out in 77, I was born in 78. So, um, you know, I mean, it, it definitely caught on with me, you know, early, like well, well before 10, you know, I'd gotten really, really into it and, um, you know, started going to, you know, the, the next movies as they came out and it just became by Jedi. I mean, I was on fucking fire with Star wars, everything, you know, and, um, yeah, you know, even Empire. You know, I had tons of stuff. You know, the sheets, the fucking curtains. everything, you know, was my deal. And um, you know, so I was always a big fan of it and and all that stuff. Um, I've never been, you know, what I would consider to be a nerd to myself. You know, I mean, like uh, I've never considered myself that. I know it's been you know heavily glorified these days, as everyone loves being a fucking nerd and certain. You know, I, I'm just not. Um, that that's not my deal. You know, I have my things I'm into and stuff like that, and you can label whatever you want, you know, but I don't know. I'm just not one of those over-the-top um, type dudes like that. Um, again, you know, huge fan. I ain't going to downgrade that whatsoever. The the second three that came out were um, pretty much bullshit. Um, uh, the Phantom Menace one, you know, it got a lot of fucking heat. Um I didn't, I didn't hate it as much. It just, you know, it it wasn't the same, obviously it was all right, but it's hard to, uh, to follow that unbelievably classic fucking series, you know, that they put on the first time three. I mean, the top of that all these years later and really try to go in and follow up on that is that's like a impossible act to follow. So I thought it was pretty cool. And, you know, I didn't get mad at the whole Jar Jar Binks and all that shit. You know, they had all sorts of different characters and different lingos and different this and that. And, and it is what it is. I didn't consider that a problem. The uh, the second of the new ones was fucking unbelievably boring to me. It just, it completely turned me off to the shit to the point where, like, it was a long time after the third one was out before I even watched it because I was so pissed off at the second one, just like, they spent so much time, it was like a fucking court movie. Like, they, they spent so much time talking up shit and having people sit down and discuss the things that were going on. It was like, what the fuck is this? So, um, you know, I I wasn't big on that. And then the third one came out, and, you know, action-packed, had fucking Yoda doing backflips and shit. Mm-hmm, whatever. I mean, that was like the big we-need-to-make-our-fucking-money-back joint, and that's when they really came out and tried to, you know, turned Yoda into fucking super ninja and shit, but, um, you know, it is what it is. Um, I, I am excited for this one. I am, uh, like I said, a, a star Wars fan and, uh, you know, I'm going to wait a couple of weeks cause I'm just not, I'm not going to be, you know, mashed in with all these fucking nerds blowing loads on their leg while they're watching the fucking, I, I can't fucking do it. These, these assholes that are going to dress up as characters and show up at the fucking movies. Um, I I can't do it. I'm not gonna be around these fucking people. So I'll wait a couple weeks, and I'll you know hopefully the herd will be thinned by then, and uh, you know I'll be able to at least comfortably watch it. Um. So the the thing that comes off of this is the fucking spoiler. Everyone's fucking butt hurt on the fucking spoilers. Um. My thing, and it's been like this for a lot of different things, too, because people get all fucking, oh, God, don't fucking post anything on, like, oh, fuck yourself. First off, it's social fucking media. People are posting everything under the sun. They're posting where where they are now, where they're going next, what they eat, you know, pictures of what they eat, where they're going, um, plans for the fucking next week. Uh, What time they went to bed last night, what time they woke up today, when they're bored, you'll know about it. You know, they're going to fucking post every fucking thing under the sunset. You're going to tell me that a big monumental fucking blockbuster movie, highly anticipated, comes out. They're going to watch it and now they're just going to bow to some kind of secrecy because some asshole that they fucking either barely know or don't even fucking know. That's just on their fucking Facebook friends list. It's Maybe someone there didn't see it. So they're going to bow to fucking silence. Uh, you know, like they're in the fucking witness protection program after seeing that shit. They had to fucking tell you every fucking thing that they put in their mouth for the past fucking three years, but they're going to fucking vow to silence over the fucking Star Wars movie that they've been looking to see since fucking, you know, the original fucking series. Get the fuck out of here. If you don't want to hear shit about anything that goes on, TV show, movie, anything that, that goes on, don't go on fucking social media. If I don't want to know the score of the fucking game, I don't watch Sports Center. That That's a good fucking, you know, that's a good guideline to go by. I've never been one of those tape the game guys. Like, I'm very impatient. So, like, as soon as the game happened or is happening, I want to know the score. Even though I'd rather watch it, I can't I can not not know the score and then, like, you know, tape it or DVR it and then watch the whole game as if I never saw it before. I, I'm just, I've never been able to do that. I'm very impatient and everything that way. But um, if I were to be doing that, and I do know some people who were the type to do that, and they would avoid the fuck out of Sports Center. They wouldn't watch Sports Center. They wouldn't watch the fucking news with the sports fucking reel would come on and shit. It's just, it's just things you do. And especially in this day and age where everybody is posting every fucking thing they do, and these motherfuckers are getting all butt hurt and shit. Now I ain't gonna be a dick, and because uh, I saw a spoiler picture today that was kind of, I guess, another person who was kind of combating this bitch assness about. You know, people were whining about spoilers before spoilers even fucking happened on this one because this is what they do. They get so fucking angry when something gets, you know, quote unquote spoiled, then fucking they start bitching before it even gets spoiled. It's fucking ridiculous. So I saw a spoiler picture and, um, yeah, it's pretty severe as far as, um, you know, knowing an event that happens in the movie and stuff like that. But I, you know, I'm not going to just put it out there like that, but I I did think it was pretty funny that someone went that far to, you know, to do that. Um, I, you know, I saw this jerk off online, you know, post something earlier. If anybody spoils it for me, I will ruin their life. It's like, dude, you know how bad I want to fucking duct tape this motherfucker to a chair Until everyone has seen the fucking movie, bring like a like a Christmas Carol fucking set of motherfuckers in there like Christmas carols and just scream the entire plot line at this fucking guy's head. You know, I just I I hate that shit. I hate that shit when motherfuckers become like they're such a fucking nerd that they got to go out that far, but on the same topic, they're also a tough guy. So the, on, on one side of things, they're, they're super nerd guy where it's like, I can't find out who know you know, before it happens, I'll fucking freak. And then the you know, ruining people's lives, get the fuck out of here. You're already ruining your parents' life being such a fag. So go will fuck yourself. Um, you know, it, it just fucking bothers me. It just bothers me when everybody gets all fucking uptight and, you know, they could tell you everything that they want to tell you on fucking Facebook, but, um, God forbid that fucking you tell them something that, that they didn't see yet or whatever. Go, oh, fuck yourself. So ridiculous. This This is, um, you know, and this is what I've said time and time again. The PC and the bitch-assness and all of this, it really it goes right down the fucking road, And you really got to look into it a little bit because a lot of the people that will say, hey, fuck PC, fuck this, fuck that, as soon as something doesn't cater to them, then they're dead set against it. So it doesn't work, you know, where you can stand up against it on, on this side of things, but then as soon as someone... "Quote unquote," spoil something now. Now you want everybody to shut up and be quiet and this and that. You know, it's fucking. And, and I've heard people make the comparison. Well, if, you know, you were in a group of friends. You wouldn't want them just fucking, uh, you know, blurtin' out the fucking the plot or the you know spoilers to a movie. Okay, here's the fucking difference. You're not fucking friends with a couple thousand people that you have on your fucking Facebook. You're quote-unquote friends with these people for fucking attention because now you get a little bit of glimpse into what the fuck they're doing every day. And the downfall of that is if they decide to tell you fucking something, now not only do you know about their fucking life, you know about what they think about this or that. So there's the downfall about connecting with a bunch of people for more attention in life, which is what Facebook and all these social media things are. You connect with all these people who you would never before connect with. So they're not going to have courtesy like they're your fucking best friend because fucking, spoiler alert, they're fucking not. They don't even know you for the most part. You know what I mean? So it's just fucking irritating to me. Um, another irritating thing. Um, at work today, I um, and I've been encountering this uh, more and more lately, this uh, My Cat from Hell TV show needs to be taken off of fucking TV just like the fucking dog whisperer should be taken off a TV because here's what happens. It's not just entertainment. It's not just something that people watch and fucking, and then move on to the next thing. It's, it fucking entitles these people. I had someone walk in, in my area today and I'm showing them cats and this and that out in my roaming area, which holds 25 boys out there. Then we have the female roaming holds 25 girls. So, um, Groups up on all my cats Monty and Monty he's a nice cat but he doesn't he's not like super fucking mush cat he's not like hey do whatever you want to me type of cat you know he, he's got his limits. so she fucking picks him up and flips him over on his back like a baby and he's looking at her like bitch are you crazy I don't even fucking know you and now he starts to go like, like what the fuck, bitch? <laughs> like, you're not putting me down. Who the fuck are you? And I'm looking at her, and I'm like, you know, uh, he's, he's really not happy right now. She goes, oh, I know. Uh, you ever watch uh, my cat from hell? Yeah, I know what I'm doing. Uh, what you got to do with them. And I said, no, 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 put the cat down. I, I've, you know, I've been working with cats for 14 years. Uh, whatever you're gonna tell me from the TV show is not accurate. He doesn't like that, and you're not gonna make him like that through your next actions. That's that's not what's gonna happen. Meanwhile, you know, because you wanted the orange one because he's a bright color. Meanwhile, I have a black cat who's fucking leaping up her leg on the on the on the floor trying to get attention. Like, yo, man, fucking scoop me up like that. I love that shit. You know. And she's just, like, ignoring this motherfucker because she wanted to play with the orange one and she saw this shit on TV. This is the same thing that everybody did with dogs. Everybody on the and their mother became fucking dog trainers when they saw the dog whisperer. All of a sudden, they're like, no, no, oh, your dog's mean? No, no, I got this. They're just trying to, like, poke them in the neck and shit. But, you know, these fucking people are assholes. I, you know, can you imagine, I, I mean, this is the type of thing, you know, you want them just watching the fucking Croc Hunter and just diving on venomous snakes and fucking alligators and shit. This is what you want them to do. I, I want them to watch all sorts of dangerous TV shows and go dive into that because they saw it on TV. And that's what I want to see. It's fucking absolutely ridiculous. Like, I, I don't think they have the disclaimer before those shows, like, do not fucking try this at home. But they really should and and again, I don't know if the um you know the the typed out words on the screen are gonna really convey to the assholes that think they could learn from a half hour t v show and uh just start scooping up strange animals like it's like they got it all fucking figured out but uh it, it's fucking beyond irritating and uh, i I wish people could just learn from experience that's exactly how I've learned i I consider myself an expert with cats and cat behavior, but I learned that from the best teacher on the planet, which is the fucking cats that I've been handling for 14 years. You learn personalities, you learn temperaments, you learn, um, you know, moods and and all of that different thing through trial and error of 14 years, you know, And, and anything you do for 14 straight years, you should be really fucking good at. You should be confident about anything you do for that amount of time. So. Um, you would think that with, um, you know, wrestling too, but, um, a lot of times it doesn't, well, they get the confidence, but they don't really have the skill to back it. So, um, I guess I should say if you really work hard and apply yourself at anything for 14 years, you should be really good at it. Um, but know, there's half ass ways to do everything and then, you know, it is what it is. Um, all right, I'm going to, um, take a quick break and, um... Yeah, I'll take a quick break, come back, talk about the WWE thing, try to space things out a little bit. Uh, here's some Papoos.
1: Yeah, Papoos. I got the street shit dance with science, man. Duggle, duggle, Duggos, I don't care if you got all them niggas with you when I'm by myself. I still take you to bloody war. I don't care if you sold 20 million records and not so five. I take all of you motherfuckers. What you looking so ugly for? I still take you to bloody war. Let's get it on, come on motherfuckers, come on, come on motherfuckers, come on. I'm on that M.O.P. shit when I'm ripping my skit. Up 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 up. it's nothing left. Play the drama king. I'm the underground king. Oh the drug related king. have the gun related king. Everybody eat like kings. We never stop. My clique got more kings in it than a deck of cards. My lawyer can make it a lesser charge Yours for facade Niggas be talking about me behind my back Like bitches off mine They be calling me all kind of names All kinds But when I walk right up on them and draw nines They say I was just talking about you You gonna live a long time Take your soul out of your body you punish your flesh Homicide ain't nothing to stress Cause my aunt gave birth to a murderer run with a death So my nickname's Sleep I'm the cousin of death Stop taking it for granted Better love your success Oh, I stick the foe under your ride up, they ride out. Most of them hide out. A fake nigga made you sign a PC. Niggas pound that guy out, threw him in the garbage and laughed when he climbed out. He signed in right after you. Let me find out. You so pussy that when he signed, then you signed out. Acting like you surprised. Now you see them knives out. Feel like poking your eyes out. You keep talking about your girl, out. I was rubbing my fingers through a hair. Man, that bro got dry out. When I start pulling them nines out, niggas be screaming like. Rappers used to be hot, but they died out. So they might as well with out. I'ma get on some old school shit if I catch you with a shine out. I'ma snatch a chain off his neck as they pop out. Cause you don't have no street credibility. You washed up, that's why you cherish your memory. When I had some clown got hit in the head with me, my response is it's better you instead of me. If you on the streets trying to be something you never be, and you get shot, that's good for you like celery. They violated you in your corner, I kept it. You know, my
0: Race schedule all lined up. Let me go over this real quick because I'm pretty excited about it. Um, you know, I held off a little bit, and I was like, "All right, you know, it's fucking December." Let me let me start planning out what I'm doing next year because I, I had a bunch of different options and and thoughts of what I might want to do and what I might not and, and stuff like that. So, um, I thought about trying to do two trifectas this year because I did a trifecta last year as well as Tough Mudder and another. Uh, three races. I did seven races this year. I'm um, not counting just as the straight five K I did. Um, so seven obstacle races I did this year. Um, I thought about doing two trifectas next year, which I, I really, really want to do at some point, but uh, you got, you got to do the, the sprint, the super and the beast Spartan races, all three. And in, uh you know, between January and December, like you got to do it in a calendar year. um So that's one trifecta. So to do two, you got to do two beasts, two sprints and two uh, supers. Well, they really only have one beast in this area. Um The, the second cl- closest beast other than the Jersey one that they do is in like fucking Massachusetts. And I really don't feel like traveling to Massachusetts to do the bees there um cuz they have a couple sprints within the tri-state area, a couple supers um but i i would really I'd have to go all the way to fuck out there just to do the beast and, and i really don't feel like doing that trip um at least not this year or not 2016 so i said all right you know what let me just focus on the main races and focus on doing them bigger and also um, because I, I hate the fucking cold weather races, um, they're they're fucking brutal. And um, so, you know, I did my I did my trifecta between again seven races, and I did them between April and October was my last race. So this year I'm doing all my shit between April and July. I want to pick up something for August and possibly September too, but everything that I lined up has me doing a trifecta, another tough mutter, and the um, the battle frog, all between April and July. So my schedule goes like this: in April, April 16th, which I hope they play playing best of the best for like the fucking ninth, because I I would like. I've only missed one of those since uh, I started going. And uh, yeah, I'd like to attend that. So hopefully they do the second Saturday deal and they do it on the ninth. They do it on the 16th, man. It is what it is. My races are coming first. Um, but the uh, the Spartan sprint I'm doing is actually a stadium race. So that one takes place in the um, city field where the Mets play over there. And um, so that's interesting. I- I'm-, I'm looking forward to that because I've done the sprint before, but I've never done a stadium sprint. So, um, that's pretty interesting. I'm looking forward to that a lot. Um, and then two weeks after that, I do the beast and Vernon. So I'll have two thirds of my fucking trifecta done in April, which is pretty intense. Um, may cause I'm always doing these fucking tough mutters and, um, you know, in fucking October and all this bullshit. I hate him, man. Um, they keep throwing you in the water and it's cold as fuck and your body goes in all sorts of shock and, Muscles start locking up on you So I'm doing Tough Mudder in May In Philly So I'm looking forward to doing like a fucking hot Tough Mudder That shit's uh, May 21st So I'm really hoping it's fucking hot June 18th I'm doing Battle Frog. What I'm going to try to do with that Is I'm going to try to do three laps I think it's like 8k per lap So it's more or less turning that Battle Frog. That's like somewhat of a smaller race into one of the bigger races I'm doing like the you know the ten mile type thing. So I'm gonna to try to pull three laps on that. Um you get like a special medal and then they add stars towards, you know, every lap you do. So I'm I'm gonna try to hit three laps on that. So I'm going to hit three laps on that. Um July I finished my trifecta with the um with the super and um and this this one is I've never been here either. So I like to mix it up too and this one's over by the Poconos and it's supposed to be one of the hardest fucking mountains that the climbs are fucking absolutely crazy, they say on this uh on this mountain, and um, yeah, so that'll be my July race as that, and then hopefully, um, like I said, hopefully I can pick up something cool in august and and uh September, definitely August, man, I love hot weather races, so um, and then we'll see with September, but you know. So that's I'm pretty excited for that, and it's all just fucking training from year on out. Last year, I didn't run train for shit, and I am so fucking dedicated that I'm going to be fucking run training my ass off for these races this year. I gym trained my ass off last year, and I did well in my races, but I didn't run train. I hate running, and once I get going, I'm good. You know what I mean? But I just can't get myself out there often enough, and uh, I'm promising myself that I'm going to run train um, you know, starting actually very soon, then the next week or two, I'm going to start running and, um, you know, I just gotta, I just gotta work it into my gym schedule so I could do it, you know, where it's not following like leg day or anything like that. Cause I gets fucked up. So, um, yeah, I'm really excited about this upcoming race season. And, um, what I did too, is I cut out the two smaller races. I did Badass dash and I did rugged maniac and, um, those are fun. But they're smaller races, and I'm just focusing on the bigger races so worst case scenario, I'll do five races instead of seven this year, but if I pick up two more August and September, then I'll still have seven. but the big races are are my main main focus, and I'm just gonna fucking uh, I plan on doing a million times better than I did last year or this year, keep calling it this year or last year or next year or whatever. but you know what I'm saying all right so um WWE TLC, um I said, I know, I'm gonna touch on this somewhat, but um, the ladder match, uh, WWE Tag Championships. This match was fucking bananas, man. New Day, Usos, and Lucha Dragons. Um, fucking Kalisto hit that fucking slice bread shit off a ladder, through a ladder. Shit was fucking bananas. Um, they did a lot of crazy shit in this match, and uh, it, it was just fucking great. I really love the influence that uh, the indies have had on the WWE when it comes to these big matchups. They really have done a lot of a lot more risk taking, a lot bigger bumps, a lot more innovation than you've seen in the past. Um, in the past, it became just kind of standard situation where you, you'd get these people on the ladders. You know, even in the ladder match, you do the suplex off the ladder. You do, you know, you know, get the get them in the corner and do the. You know suplex on the ladder, you know just pretty basic stuff, and um you get a little bit of difference here and there, but you're really seeing the innovation come out now, and I think it has a lot to do with the Indies and you know what they're doing, and you get the indie guys in it who are willing to do those same fucking spots, and um, I think it's very beneficial for the w w e the crowd eats it up for sure, and um, I'm a huge fan of it, so um you know, great fucking match. Super exciting and um yeah it's that. Um let me see, Rusev Ryback didn't really care. Fucking um Care's match with uh Swagger and Del Rio, I didn't care too too much about that either. Um I'm just I'm really not that into the WWE. I don't watch Raw anymore like i have it on my dvr i haven't watched a raw and i i'm lying i watched um some of it this week because i saw a bunch of buzz about it so i watched a little bit of it this week but um that was probably the first time i turned on raw in probably a month and a half and i skimmed through it fast and i don't even think i got to the end it was like the end of the night where i was just watching something um you know to fall asleep or whatever but um so I don't really watch Raw. I watch the, you know, I have the network, so I turn it on for pay per views and figure I watch the payoff matches and uh, you know see what I can get out of it. But I'm just not that, um, not that into it. So um, Del Rio Swagger, you know, is what it is. Uh, and then the uh, the eight man tag team elimination tables match. All you have to do is put the letters ECW in something, and I'm fucking checked out. I'm completely fucking checked out. The the ECW thing, it, it's it's so over fucking done, and I've had enough. I've had fucking enough. I mean, I never liked the Dudley Boys. Bubba Ray Dudley's a dickhead, and he's overrated. He's always been overrated. The Philly crowd fucking loves them, and you know, I mean, the Dudley Boys get over as a team and this and that. It's just it, Bubba's a dickhead, and he's he's just tremendously overrated in my opinion. Um, so, um, but yeah, I, I I don't know. I the ECW thing is overdone, and and I just can't, I can't do it. I I'm not into it at all. So, um, all you got to do is say ECW, and I'm, I'm all fucking set. So, um, just just keep beating a fucking dead horse. I mean, just keep. It's just it's so ridiculous. Uh, intercontinental match of Ambrose and Steen. Was was good stuff. Um, I enjoyed that, and um, yeah, I, I don't know what to add to it. Um, Charlotte versus Paige. You know, they they've turned uh, Charlotte in the direction of using you know cheating tactics. You know, the the Ric Flair stuff, dirtiest player in the game. You know, uh, you know, so I I think that's cool. You know, I, I've seen such tremendous fucking um talk about how fucking ugly Charlotte is and this and this and. I, you know, I got her on Instagram, and I'm I'm not going to say she's the hottest broad on the planet, but she's not that fucking bad looking, especially when there was broads like fucking Summer Rae in there. Get the fuck out of here. Angelina Love has a fucking TV gig. Like, get the fuck out of here. I just, I don't know. I, I'm just getting tired of hearing how fucking hideously ugly she is, and she could work her ass off in the fucking ring. And, you know, again, she might not be the most beautiful fucking... Diva out there, but enough with the fucking how hideous she is. That's fucking crazy. Again, like Summer Rae should have got half of that fucking press about being fucking ugly because that bitch is ugly as fuck. And um, you know, uh, you know she's blonde and has a good body, but she's fucking hideous, man. So a- Angelina Love, same deal. Fucking gross, man. It's fucking crazy. So I-, I don't know. I get a little annoyed about that, but yeah, good match. You know they uh they did the whole cheating thing. It worked. Um, Sheamus Roman Reigns. I thought this was a really good fucking match. Um, and the uh you know they had the interference go on with the League of Nations and all that, trying to help him out. Uh, you know, and helps them fucking win the match. Helps Sheamus win the match. Yeah, this was a banging match, man. They really kicked the shit out of each other, and um, it seemed that you know. Because there was a point where I really had no use for Roman Reigns. I knew that he was worth—he he was worth a lot money-wise, just because he has a great look. You know, he's in great shape. He's got the fucking Samoan thing going for him. So you know, he's—he's he's always gonna have a place. Um, but I don't know. Like it, it, his stuff just wasn't connecting with me. Uh, a couple things happened. First off, I—I I found out that he's a die-hard Niners fan. So that just—that already like puts him okay in my book as a person, and then, um, you know, beyond that, I really think he just started getting stiff as fuck. I, I think he really turned it up as far as hard-hitting shit. Um, like, when he went in with Brock, man, like, whoa. I mean, that that's, I think, kind of the turning point for me where, um, I, I you know, I didn't really see much value in that match at all. Uh, you know, I'm a big Brock fan and all that, but Roman really fucking turned it up to fight Brock and, and brought it and um you know took punishment dish style punishment and it and it came off really well and i think that was the turning point you know cuz it's not just always a niners fan so all is forgiven but um that that surely doesn't hurt um but yeah and i think that was the turning point for me and um you know roman reigns especially following this match man just fucking going animal and just fucking running around and, and destroying shit and it, it's a good look you know and um you know, the next night on raw he ended up winning the title which is cool um again i didn't watch all of raw um but i definitely know that that happened so um so there you go man that that's uh the wwe stuff i don't know that i have that much more to add to that um oh uh nxt happened today too and i I didn't watch it, I was at work, I was on lunch, and I saw all the people po- posting all the things from it. And again, with the spoilers, I wasn't fucking mad, I wasn't upset, like, how dare you fucking tell me what happened, I'm at work, I can't watch it yet, who gives a shit? Fucking watch it for its entertainment value, why do you have to be surprised by every fucking thing that happens in life? Oh, fuck yourself, you know? Again, stop reading the fucking post, you see, it's about NXT, if you fucking know, oh, you read further into this, and then go, I can't believe they told me what happened, my not Talk out of here So um, You know It is what it is I'll, I'll definitely Check it out this week And I'll, I'll Talk about it next week But um, Yeah just, just You know Continuous Ridiculous nonsense About that Alright I'm gonna um, Take another break Come back Talk of the CZW stuff Alright The most
1: consistent The most influential I take all of y'all To bloody wolf. Let's go. I got this shit locked, nickname, sing, sing. My chain, bling, bling, pay, ching, ching. Say you bust your ding, ding. Well, I do the same damn thing. I'm the underground king. Mainstream dream. The four-fifth grip it. My wrist glinted. My whip kitted. Your click kill it. He said he had the jails on lock. Who him kidding? His phone time was like Dougie Fresh. Six minutes. These dudes ain't gangsters. Even they kids snitching. When shit pops, they tell a cop. Him did it, none of these rappers taller than me. These kids midget. I jump on they ass like a frog. Rip ribb it. What type of mind do that boy got in his fitted? I spit wicked, you, take your wig, split it, and I'ma quote Big Daddy Kane. This lyric <coughs> Pardon me, but I'm fucking sick with it. Pardon me, please. I'm barely departing the thieves. When I woke up in the studio, I roll up my sleeve. You put the keys to the car and start up your V's. I put the car to the keys and don't really breathe. Go ahead and cut me, you might want me to bleed. Cause if I ever bleed on you, you won't catch the nice artist's disease. Cause you running around the hood talking about you a gun runner. But you buying them and selling them to a undercover. You ain't know the feds watched you for one summer. One winter and one spring, you's a dumb mother. They paying you double what it's worth, you some sucker. Nobody paying that kind of money for guns, brother. They gave him some dumb numbers. Tucha, 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 20 to life. a sentence and even the judge stuttered. Slay strike like lightning and not broke thunder. So you, industry dudes, better carry your umbrellas. My fan base is. Pretty women and bug youngsters, intelligent gangsters, killers and drug smugglers. The bootleggers be saying pack your bug gutter. You making all of these scrubs suffer, and you talking about you doing your numbers. Man, that boy lying like a rug, so I'ma eat his food with a rug cutter. I saw the DVD, you such a fronter. That fake gun you had in your hand, looked the real was a motherfucker. Spray y'all, I just go in the booth and create bars. If you ain't never seen me lay bars, go ask Amos. That's why I straight slap. Play, y'all, your 16 bars was half assed so mathematically you spit an 8-ball. Y'all talking about I subliminally try to play y'all. Come on, whole boy, you ain't even know my radar. Niggas making crank calls, saying we gon' lay y'all. But me and my man stay in the hood like razor. Ever since I lost K-Zar, I went A-Wall, the blaze y'all. I draw guns like Miami y'all I got it locked, Nickname, sing, sing. My chain, bling, bling, pay, ching, ching. Say you, what's your ding, ding? Well, I do the same damn thing. I'm the underground king. Mainstream dream. Pat Poose. Motherfucker.
0: All right, so CZW, um, before I get into the show or anything like that, one of the first things that was pointed out to me upon getting into the building by, um, you know, one of one of the good people I associate with, um, <laughs> DJ Hyde put out an I'm a CZW guy motherfucking T-shirt.
1: <laughs> what the fuck? Fucking fuck. Fuck this, fatherfucker. This shit is wasting my time. DJ Hyde, fuck you.
0: <laughs> oh, man. That's hilarious. I've never had somebody create fucking merchandise off of something that I did. Other than. Obviously, paying the guy to make the fucking zandik shirts because he obviously created merchandise off something I did, but um, you know, really, that shit hit a nerve, huh? God damn! And it shit wasn't even really about DJ. I mean, to a certain extent, it is because it's you know it, it it's it's just showing my support for the real the real CZW era, the the original CZW, what it was. Well, you know, the fucking name that DJ bought. I mean, DJ bought letters that would make him money without him trying to build some shit. You know what I mean? And then he tried to, you know, just kind of piggyback on that and do his own fucking thing. And it's fine. Like, like I keep saying, like, a lot of the stuff that CZW does now is really good. But it's, it's night and day from what CZW used to be. And, and that'll always be my favorite. You know, I always have the fondest memories of that CZW, that outlaw fucking CZW that it was. You know what I mean? It just, it had such a raw fucking feel and you're never going to get that back. It's, it's been too um, commercialized and um, it's just, you know, changed. It, it's changed quite a bit. It doesn't have the same aura and it's, I'm not going to get into the whole thing, but so it was, it was my way of, um, you know, kind of supporting what CZW was. And I had seen a lot of, you know, the people with the fucking anti-old CZW shit. I saw a lot of fucking posts about, you know, DJ created wrestling in CZW because before then it was all death matches, which is just fucking straight-up offensive to me. I mean, that that's just straight-up fucking offensive to me. You know, when it comes down to... Um, you know, the Briscoes and the fucking SAT and the back seats and the fucking reckless youth. And, you know, the list goes on and on to the motherfuckers who worked in CCW pre DJ. And it's just fucking blasphemy to fucking, you know, obviously I'm exaggerating a little, but you know, it's fucking crazy. It's absolute bullshit to speak those fucking words. And instead of DJ, you know, going out there when these people say that type of shit and going nah man you know their ccw always had everything that's why i love the company so much that's why i bought into the company that's why i bought the company because it did have the great mix of all these different things he just goes oh thank you yeah that's right and just like fucking retweets the shit you know like yes i did invent wrestling like get the fuck out of here like It's just, it's beyond fucking irritating when people take this stance. And it's, you know, again, I can have conversations with people about what's good about today and what's bad about today. I have my opinion. Other people have their opinions. That's fine. But to have a blind opinion where you're just going to shit on the past in order to, you know, make yourself feel more special about being part of what's going on now is really fucking just asinine. So, I, I wanted to, you know, have a shirt that really fucking celebrated what CCW was, what Zandig did, and what Zandig meant to fucking independent wrestling as a whole. So, you know, I, I put the fucking shirt together and, you know, obviously put the, the name on it. So, um, you know, it helped with my promotion as well, you know, and, uh, you know, something I say quite often on the show, so. I not connected to um, so that that was my reason. It wasn't completely like, yeah, you know d j I fuck you, you know, even though believe me, you know i i uh I definitely feel Eddie Kingston on that, and um no Beckham, but um so yeah that that was just like one of the funniest things that's ever happened in my life is for me to walk in there and see you know have people telling me, oh, look, they're selling fucking I'm a CZW guy shirts, which is their answer to me. Making them I'm a John Zandi guy shirts. So, um, and my shirt's still fucking far, far better. So, awesome. Um, yeah, so... Good I, cry survive Shaking your bones are breaking Yeah, yeah like tonight, like Come the battle of this time. Ring fear, ring the war. lay the Lord. Lay the Lord. Once again, war. C.C.W. not for to the fire.
1: C.C.W.
0: All right, so this show started out with like a pre-show match. It was like a big scramble. I don't even know the names of everybody in it because there was a bunch of, there was a bunch of new people as well as, um, uh, I think Connor Claxton was in it and, um, you know, the, the, that big Poseidon goof, um, uh, Desmond Xavier is the guy who won it. So he's in best of the best. Um, he's a very talented dude. Uh, he really stood out from the crowd as far as, um, you know, just standout ability and really, um, you know, the shit he was doing out there was really good. So, I'm looking forward to seeing more of that guy in CBW. Obviously, we will because he's going into the best of the best. Hopefully, you know, they'll really build him up. You know, uh, I think they're back in February. So, they could do something with him in February and March. I'm only assuming that um, best of the best is in April. But if they can put him in some real good matches, um, you know, maybe give him a title shot against uh, Leo Rush. Lilo. Uh, Leo Rush, you know, within the next Two months, maybe give him a good match In in February Have him win that, and then in March You know, give him that title shot against Leo And the two of them will fucking tear it up Obviously Leo keeps his belt And, uh, you know, he goes in the best of the best Looking a little bit strong, you know uh, So I don't know It's just, just my, um You know My deal, but, um So yeah, the, you know, that was a good match Um you know, crazy, you know, spot fest everywhere and stuff. Uh, yeah, a lot of fun. Uh, I, I, I'm not into that fucking Poseidon Duke though. Um, he's he's very slow and clumsy, and uh, there somebody got a picture. I don't know if it was uh, Chris Grasso or who it was, but he's doing like a fucking head scissor, and I mean, his fucking head is like laying sideways on the fucking mat, like it's just, it's crazy. It looks like he's breaking his neck. Um. But yeah, I don't, I don't like that dude's gimmick and I don't really have any use for him in the ring. Um, he's he's, no thanks on that. Um, but, um, so then, so then they went into the thing. Now, look, um, I think it's fantastic that they're able to do the whole, uh, you know, toys for tops thing. And they've done this thing in cage of death, you know, they brought out, um, you know, the Marines and everything. and, And I think that's awesome. You know, um, that's great, you know, to get, uh, you know, a charity going and, and you know, uh, involved, you know, the service and all of that. I, I think that's great. All right. Now, here's what I don't like. They do the what I guess supposed to be the fucking Star Spangled Banner. They put on this piece of fucking shit metal remixed fucking star spangled banner i wanted to fucking walk out or sit the fuck back down everybody in the building is fucking standing up as if this is the star spangled banner and this is the biggest piece of shit dj needs to stop trying to be fucking cool first off because like redoing the czw song with that fucking new metal fucking screaming bullshit and then on top of that now now we have the remixed fucking metal Star Spangled Stop it, dude. It's not the Star Spangled Banner just because the words are in there of the Star Spangled Banner. It's a piece of shit, man. And now you got fucking you got people from the fucking service standing in the goddamn ring as if they're honoring this piece of shit that you decided to put in this motherfucker. That shit was despicable, man. I wish everybody in the fucking arena would have sat down and had somebody get mad about it and go, oh, you know, what's the Star Spangled It's not the fucking Star Spangled Banner. It's a piece of shit song that used the fucking lyrics. It's like, it's like the DJ Star Spangled Star Spangle Banner. You know, like DJ took CZW and made his own fucking thing out of it, and it's now still CZW. It's like that. It's fucking... It's the Star Spangled Banner lyrics mixed into a piece of garbage that's now fucking, you know, some metal song that some asshole is trying to cash in on. Fuck that song, and fuck, you know, whoever decided to play that shit because it's garbage. Absolute fucking trash. And we're all supposed to stand there like we're fucking saluting this piece of shit. Fuck that, man. I was so fucking irritated. I wanted to fucking spit on this motherfucker when I... Oh, my God. Uh, it, it was fucking terrible. Where, where's my? I need this thing. Cause I'm, you know, look, man. This was a good fucking show. I'm not gonna, you know, you're not gonna hear me shitting on this thing from top to bottom. So, um, you know, I, I definitely, I definitely need a um, <laughs> a couple of reasons to use my new favorite um, my new favorite little sound clip. So, um, yeah, when it comes down to that fucking Star Spangled fucking. Metal fucking remix
1: What the Father fucking fuck Fuck this Father fucker
0: This shit Is wasting my time DJ Hyde Fuck you Okay So yeah That's that Um So then we get Into the show And we got Leo Rush Beating Joey Janela To become the new CZW Fucking Rainbow Fucking Fruit Loop champion Um I'm referring to the belt Not Leo Um Great fucking match. I mean, the two of these guys are so fucking talented, it's unreal. Um, they're killing themselves out there. Um, you know, fucking suplexes to the floor. You know what I mean? Just just nutty shit like that. Um, reverse Rana's on the ring apron. I mean, just just nutty, crazy, crazy shit. These guys started the show off with a fucking bang. Just insanity, man. Like, you, you got to see these two tear it up. Obviously, I would imagine they're going to have a rubber match in this and have a you know Joey getting his uh, his rematch, but um, yeah, man, this this is a excellent start to the I guess you know the official KJ Death Show, and um, you know, big up to both of those guys, man. Fucking crazy match, you know, back to back months, and um, yeah. Um, next up is the Amazing Gulak versus the Beaver Boys. Uh, crazy enough that this is Rory Gulak. You know, it was his first victory in CZW. Uh, still hasn't won a singles match, but this is his first victory in CZW, and it came you know, as a tag team match, and, um, you know, I, I caged it up. Um, This was a lot of fun. I mean, I'm a big fan of this just uh, amazing Gulak's tag team. I, I really, really like it. Um, you know, obviously the two of them could wrestle very well, and then on top of it, the comedy factor of it is just—I mean, I'm—I'm I'm really feeling that fucking tag team. Um, the Beaver Boys are, you know, solid tag team too. Um, so you know, this this match went well. I liked it. Um, next up, you had uh, Greg Excellent versus Tony Neese And look, I, Greg can go. I'm a fan of Greg. I always like Greg as a person and and everything else. And he can go. And I I do like this angle and and this attempt to really, you know, push his ability and show how much he can go. What I don't like is I think he's gone too far in the direction of the, um, like, he he goes out there and he puts that, like, that CM Punk is not impressed face on and kind of, you know, wrestles with the, like, you know, fuck this motherfucker attitude. You know he doesn't. You know he treats the other guy as if like it, it's boring him or there's there's no competition or whatever, and I understand that when he wrestles like a Conor Claxton because you're talking about you know like a like a young up and comer. So if Greg acts like the better and they're like oh who the fuck are you trying to play you know what I mean like I understand to put on the you know CM Punk is not impressed face for that. Um When you get, like, the Tony Nese, I need you to just go out there and fucking tear it up. Put on an angry face, put on whatever the fuck type of shit you want. But the kind of, like, you're bored out there with a top-notch fucking athlete and wrestler like Tony Nese, it doesn't come off well. It it really, really doesn't come off well. Um, This match could have been a lot better. And, you know, to give Greg a whole shitload of credit for what that match was, because it wasn't terrible by any stretch of the imagination... But the fucking guy had the flu for, like, two, three days leading up to that match. So I'm pretty sure he wasn't feeling fantastic in that match. Um, so, you know, for what it was, man, um, pretty fucking good considering everything. Um, like I said, I you know, nitpicking a little bit, but I think it could have been better. And I think, um, you know, Greg being very talented. And, you know, I think if he goes out there in these matches and they give him that top-notch competition – He should go out there and treat it, you know, gimmick-wise. I'm sure he takes it seriously. I'm saying gimmick-wise, taking that guy seriously and be on some serious, focused shit, you know? And it doesn't, you know, it comes off like he's like, fuck this guy, just, like, fuck the last guy. Again, I understand that with the young up-and-comer. Next up, you had, um... Where's my thing? All right, um... Georgie comes out, I guess he won the Battle royal, and um so he's um Georgie comes out next thing you know uh DJ fucking, Fuck you he comes out, so look I, you know, I love Georgie's a great dude, and um you know i, I support him and i and I really wanna uh, you know see this dude succeed, Yeah, you know, he's a guy who went from a fan. And, oh, he's just, like, a super humble, super cool dude. And, um, you know, he's training his ass off. So I'd like to see Georgie do well. You know, I'm sure he will. He's really working hard and everything else. Um, You know, he's got a ways to go. But, you know, I think he's on the right path, especially as hard as he's working and everything. And, um, you know, know, all credit to him. Um, On the other side of things, uh, DJ has even longer to go, even further to go than Georgie ever will. Um, Because DJ's been in the fucking business for well over a fucking decade, and he blows. I don't give a fuck who says what. DJ cannot work a fucking match. He can't. He has no pace, no athleticism. Dude is fucking slow. He's fucking awkward. Now, I don't want to skip ahead, but um, Ricky Shane Page is about the same size and shape as DJ Hyde. Ricky Shane Page is entertaining as fuck. DJ Hyde doesn't know how to use his fucking body at all. And, and it's slow and it's just drawn out and his fucking faces emoting in the ring are just retarded. Like he goes like some of the faces he makes, he just, he looks like he's fucking having a stroke or some shit. It doesn't look like selling. It doesn't look like anything normal. Like he does this crazy. Like I'm having a stroke face. I think I have one of those emojis uh, my DJ emojis, I think I have one like that, that he does that with his like, face, but shit is fucked up, man, and whether he wants to because he can or not, it doesn't mean it's good I don't give a fuck, this gave me a reason to get up and take a piss, because I, I watched enough of it and just said, fuck this motherfucker, you know, I, I just, I can't, I, I can't fucking do it with DJ, it's fucking garbage and it's not just like a personal fucking thing where it's like, uh. You're saying that because you don't like him. No, I don't like him because of this shit. You know what I mean? It's the other way around. If he didn't fucking, and and honestly, if he worked on his fucking self instead of pretending like he knows fucking all, like, you know, Joker came on the show and said that, you know, Masada would go in there and train these fucking guys and DJ would go in afterwards and fucking tell him all of that shit was wrong and teach him his own fucking way. What the fuck does DJ hide now? The fuck is that? You know what I mean? You get guys that could actually fucking work training people who traveled the world and this and that and you've pretty much bought your way into traveling the world. Um because I mean let's be fucking honest, man. If DJI Hyde didn't own C Z W would anybody from other countries be fucking booking him and flying him over there? Fuck no. Not without his fucking not without him paying for himself or paying for a fucking spot or piggybacking on somebody else's booking. There's no fucking way without ownership of CZW, anyone from another country is looking for DJ Hyde. There's no fucking way. None. So, and from what Joker was saying, he's more or less made himself part of the package deal in order for Big Japan to book any of these fucking guys anyway. So even owning the company, he kind of has to swindle that in and like, oh yeah, I'm coming and then who else you want? You know what I mean? Like this is, uh, but, but whatever, man That That's his own shit But I'm just saying overall He's fucking horrendous in the ring He doesn't make anyone else look good The way he thinks he does Guys like fucking Tremont Tremont fucking killed himself For a fucking year in the ring Against DJ Killed himself And DJ swore on the fucking shoot interview That he carried fucking Tremont Then buried Tremont And called him green After Tremont died in that fucking ring Left and right And And trying to make DJ fucking look good. Tremont takes the fuck off, takes over the fucking deathmatch wrestling scene, wins every fucking tournament under the sun, gets booked by fucking everybody across the fucking United States, and DJ does none of those fucking things, gets booked by pretty much none of those fucking people, and somehow DJ is the one carrying fucking people in his mind. So it's all bullshit. And he's never going to realize that because this is the perks of owning a fucking company. This is the perks of owning a company because you could do what you want. So, I mean, it, it's cool, but, but uh, no one needs to like it. And I, I wouldn't say, I wonder why he didn't print a, I'm a DJ Hyde" guy shirt. How many, how many of those would fucking sell? Probably not too many. Let's stick those three letters on there and see if we could sell those instead. Yeah. So anyway, um, Next matchup was um, TV ready with uh, with Cherry Bomb versus uh, Sozio and Dan Barry because um, um the fuck Dan Barry and fucking why the fuck did I just lose dude's name Jesus Christ Wow. Team, tremendous. fucking Dan Barry. That was a big motherfucker, man. I, I don't know. Sometimes I'm fucking horrible with names. Like I rattle a bunch of shit off, and then I lose it. I'll have a Bill Carr. Thanks, fucking shit. I didn't even look that up. It just had to come to me. Jesus. Um. And he, he's, you know, I, I like him. I prefer him over, um, over Dan Barry. If I were to, you know, pick one of the two, that's my favorite. And team, so it's crazy. Anyway, uh, Bill Carr wasn't there something happened, they said uh, last minute, whatever, Um, so Sozio was the replacement. This, I didn't, I wasn't a huge fan of this match, and I'll tell you why. Stevie Ready's the heels. Clear, cut, straight up heels. Dan Barry comes out, and he's getting a pretty big heel reaction. Like, they didn't, they didn't really treat him like the face of this match, and then you add Sozio, who's you know, kind of, kind of borderline as far as whether he's face or heel. I mean, I know he's he's pretending to be a face right now, but it just they kind of the fans kind of with him. They kind of pick who they like in the match, and then if it, it qualifies enough, then he'll be the face. But you know, if he's attached to Matt Tremont, then okay, he, he's face enough. But um, I don't know. It, it's it's strange, and it didn't it didn't vibe as far as I'm concerned. I think Team Tremendous as a team. If they came out there like they were, you know, Bill Carr and everything, um, I I think they would have got their face reaction. You would have had face versus heel team, and it would have went a little better. And, you know, the chance, uh, you know, again, Sozio wasn't a tag champ, but somehow he, he helped lose the tag titles. You know, I guess, you know, Freebird rules type thing, and then you could just, put in anybody who you don't even normally tag with. It's just it, it's just kind of weird. And, and the match wasn't bad wrestling-wise, but, um, yeah, just, just strange booking because, you know, due to the circumstances or whatever. Um, for whatever reason, and, and I don't think uh, these guys have these type of problems, like, um, I, I don't think this is, like, a, a real problem with these guys, but ever since they won the titles, they really have had a hard time getting these guys booked into CCW together. I think Dan Barry had an injury. So, again, there's nothing you could do there. I think Bill Carr had an injury. So, it was like one guy hurt and then the other guy got hurt. So, it was like they were subbing in tag partners for each one of them. So, it kind of sucks because these guys were on a tear and they really had, you know, awesome fucking matches. Um, they feuded real well with the Beaver boys. And then um, it was like almost immediately following that, they had different circumstances come up that weren't able to, like, have them both in the building all the time. And it was kind of sporadically that you would actually get them as the, so that was kind of most of their title run, unfortunately. And um, I I really liked them as a tag team, but maybe not the best call for champions if, you know, you continue to run into these different things. Um, TV ready are are real good as, um, as, you know, as a team, they're real good as a heel team and uh, they work well together. The thing is, too, um, they need big face tag teams. Um, you know, Beaver Boys are kind of on and off face heel. Can't really tell what they're going for. Um, the Gulaks are good and they're fun and they get face reaction to some things, but they're kind of heels the way that they work. You know, as far as uh, you know, the I don't know, like the the corny tactics or whatever you want to call it. I I love it, but um. At least by CZW, old-style CZW standards, that that type of team would be the heels. Just like, you know, they were doing the same thing with Gage and throwing glitter on Gage and glitter on uh, Masada. Those would be the heels, you know what I mean? Because they're not your standard tough guy fucking CZW. So, again, like, you look around and face tag team-wise, kind of runs thin. I still say, man, they got to get the fucking Hit squad in there they got to get Team Pazuzu in there. Well, you know, EYFBO, I really think they need to get the whole Team Pazuzu in there. And whoever, you know, is going to have a problem as far as this guy working there or that guy working there, do what the fucking, what. do what makes money. But, you know, these guys don't need to hang out afterwards. You know, you don't need to fucking ice skate next door and hold hands. Just fucking put on the show, make the fucking money, and everybody go your separate ways. It doesn't make any sense to not book this guy because that guy, and not book this Chris Dickinson is fucking money. Absolute fucking money. So get fucking Team Pazuzu in there and fucking run big shit with them and and the CCW guys and different combinations that other people are doing. You want to be like nothing else? Then do something like nothing else. Book fucking, obviously, everybody works, you know, everywhere for the most part you don't get a lot of unique talent but if you use them in different ways you become a little bit more original instead of copying and pasting a lot of the same matches that have happened elsewhere um so um i you know i'm I'm big on those tag teams and i really wish they'd bring them in um and i'm sure there's there's many others too that would work really well but they need to shake things up a bit um Make these fucking title runs matter, man. I mean, you you really got to do something to make these fucking things matter. And if you actually get, you know, the hit squad up against the fucking um, TV Ready and have TV Ready use heel tactics to pull out the win at the end of the match with the fucking dominant fucking hit squad, then, you know what I mean, it, it shows strength to these tag teams and shows that, okay, it is this heel tag team's hard to fucking beat, man, because they do all sorts of shit to, to fucking edge out those wins, regardless of what kind of monsters you put them in there with and how much the fans love this one or that one. You know, they get it done and shit. They, you know, but um, I guess we'll see what happens, you know, how they do with this title run. Um, so, uh, you know, next up you had uh, Joe Gacy and Tim Dodds that I said before, man. Uh, I am not a Tim Dons fan. Um, He did pretty well in this match. This match definitely had its moments where it worked really, really well. Um, You know, again, I I could do with or without this match just because just the matchup to me didn't really work. I've seen Gacy work guys who I thought, um, you know, everybody looked way better in the match. And uh, the only one I really have seen Tim Dons work is um, Janela, and I thought that match went really well. But, um wasn't a fan of any other Gacy and uh, Don's match. And, you know, this one went a little more intense because it was an I quit match. Um, I hate I quit matches in the sense of the uh, the microphone being involved all in after every move and after everything you do. Uh, you know, do you quit? Fuck you. Do you quit? Fuck you. Do you quit? yeah, It just gets really, really repetitive. And, um, you know, it was what it was. I mean, they definitely busted their ass and did a lot with the match, you know, Definitely the best match that they've had between each other. I'm still really kind of unsure, you know. After a whole match of "fuck you, I'll never quit," "fuck you, I'll never quit," they climb up to the thing uh, where they're gonna do the spot off of there, and Tim donce just quits before that happens. So it was kind of like out of nowhere. Um, you know, I I don't know. I just it was almost like the I quit because he's scared of the spot thing, but they had already done so much that it, it was kind of silly. You know, I've seen the. You know, pour gasoline on the guy, and before you light the fucking thing, you quit. You know, that type of thing. I got it. This was just kind of strange, and then he quit in case he started to walk away, and then he came back and gave him the shit anyway off the thing. So, eh, you know, all right. Uh, next match was fucking Daddy Havoc versus Ricky Shane Page finally being brought back to CZW. This match was fucking crazy, man. These two absolutely tore it up, and like I said, You want somebody who's shaped like DJ who actually fucking entertains the fans, busts his fucking ass, and does his fucking thing out there? Ricky Shane Page is the fucking guy. Um, That dude is fucking sick, man. He's got a very entertaining personality. On top of that, man, his risk factor in the ring is, is fucking top notch. That dude took a dragon fucking suplex through a fucking pane of glass. I think they were on chairs or some shit and fucking dragon suplex through a fucking pane of glass. I mean, his back looks fucking insane after that match. Um, I mean, that's just, that's a guy that you need to have there by any fucking means necessary every goddamn month. That's, that's a guy who doesn't work at fucking every fed. You know, you can bring in your couple tag teams and your couple this guy or that guy who's working everywhere else, but he's such money that you gotta have him there and put him in there with other guys that maybe he's not working elsewhere and do something special, unique to your company with the guy, but still make sure you involve these guys because they are fucking money. However, there's guys like Ricky Shane Page. There's guys, you know, that that are out there doing their fucking thing and they really might not fit in a lot of locker rooms. And I don't mean locker rooms as far as they have a personality problem. I'm just saying within the structure of the company, Ricky Shane Page might not work as well in Dragon Gate USA. So, you know, something like that or above or whatever the fuck they call it now or, or Ring of Honor. But in fucking CZW, man, this guy could do the fucking death matches like a fucking monster. And, you know, he could fit into a lot of different scenarios that you can work him in, you got to fucking get him there. You got to get him there. You, you got welcome back chance in the fucking summer, and you brought him back in December. You know, I mean, it, it's fucking great that you brought him back, but you fucking wait half a year before you bring a guy back that the fans clearly want. Just It's just it's just lazy shit, man. Um, Tammy Callahan returns, and... Uh, up against David Starr. Now you know he, he is. I said to see it last week, and I'll say it again. This should have been a squash match. Now, don't get me wrong, man. I like David Starr. Um, I mean, he, he works really good matches. Um, I like the dude as a person. Um, this match was great, but. Sammy Callahan coming back into CZW after about two years in the WWE system should have came back as an unstoppable fucking force. There should have been no one fucking touching him on his first night back. If this match happened three months down the road, I I don't have a problem in the world with it. I don't have a problem in the world with David Starr being on an even keel with Sammy Callahan a couple months in no problem. And you know, Sammy got on the mic and said, you know, David Starr is the future and there's an I I don't have a problem in the world with Sammy putting David Starr over. I just think the first night of Sammy Callahan coming back, he needs to kill whoever the fuck's in front of him and maybe it doesn't have to be David Starr. I mean, they they lined it up that way, but it didn't have to be. It could have been fucking anybody. But I I just I don't agree with Sammy coming out and edging out a win against a guy who, hey, man, fucking David Starr had no bigger feud than fucking his former Juicy Product tag team partner in JT Dunn, and he took a fucking loss to JT Dunn. So a couple months later, Sammy Callahan, the fucking biggest return in fucking, well, I mean, there was Gage, but there's, you know, Sammy Callahan returning to CZW, one of the biggest fucking returns in recent CZW history, and fucking, you know, one of the biggest babyfaces in CZW returning to CZW. Again, other than Gage, you really can't name another one. And he fucking returns and has, like, a fucking back-and-forth, even-keel match with David Starr, who already lost to J.P. Dunn. So I guess J.P. Dunn's just going to whip Sammy's ass is the next thing that's going to happen, right? It just... It doesn't make sense storyline-wise or, you know, um, strength-wise or any of that shit. I mean, if you had... If you had um, David Starr built up to the point where he was barely losing a match against Matt Tremont for the fucking title on the top of a CCW card instead of fucking DJ Hyde wrestling fucking... Matt Tremont for no fucking reason for two months. You know, there's a lot of different things they could have did to build up David Starr to be on that fucking level, to, to be the the wall that Sammy runs into if he's, you know, he's coming in like a house of fire. Um, he definitely had to beat JT Dunn. Definitely had to beat JT Dunn if you're going to put him on an even-sale mask with a fucking juggernaut like Sammy coming in back into the fucking company. I just think placement-wise, it was a ridiculous, ridiculous fucking move. I mean, I, I don't know. I'm big on attention to detail and the way, you know, um, you know, people looking strong and keeping this guy kind of looking the way he, he's supposed to and everything else. And I'm not against David Starr looking strong either. But this wasn't the time. I mean, they, they had a lot of time to make him look strong over the year, and they really fucking didn't. So then you just put him up there on an even keel with a guy who should just be crushing whoever the fuck is in front of him. You know, on his return, he really didn't even have have a regular fucking match. He could have came in there, somebody in the ring talking shit, crushed him with two fucking moves, grabbed the mic and cut his promo. It wouldn't even need a pin. It would just been smashing whoever's in his way, getting on the mic and setting up the fucking, the actual return match, which was going to be, you know, February or whatever. Um, I mean, there's a lot of ways they could have went with that, but it didn't, it didn't have to be that, uh, and I, I just don't agree with it. Um, again, you know, nothing wrong with the, um, the match. The match was actually, it was very, very good, very entertaining, and, um, you know, I mean, what else, what else can I say? Um, after the match, uh, Jonathan Gresham came out and, um talked a bunch of shit to Sammy. Um, the strange thing was, like, he started saying, like, you know, he's been everywhere and he's represented CZW everywhere he went. Eh, I don't know how true that is. I mean, he might have, you know, with uh, the CZW banner a couple places. But he was away from CZW for a long fucking time, and I'm pretty sure he wasn't driving, like, the CZW tour bus everywhere he went or whatever. Of course, I know there's no tour bus. But, um, you know, maybe he went on a couple of tours that he was team CZW or whatever the case is. But um, this is a guy that, you know, they haven't really booked as heavy as they, they could have. And uh, I mean, that was part of what he was saying. Oh, uh, you know, I moved here and wanted to be part of this company and uh, wasn't booked and this and this. Um, I'm a huge Gresham fan. Um, looking forward to Sammy and Gresham tearing it up. Going to be fucking awesome. Um, I don't know if that's what we're talking about in February or, you know, you know what's what there, but um, yeah, I, I'm looking forward to that match. Um, so um, yeah, that, that's that's uh, that's everything going into that. Oh, uh, okay, here we go because I um I, I've said it in the past. I read off the site results in order to like remind me of the matches and the match order and stuff like that. Um, you know, I know what happened, I know how I feel about it, but the match order I'll never just have memorized and. So um, they actually I guess they did it for the Eye pay per view. They put that um that opening match way down the end before the build of the cage. So it was uh, Desmond Xavier, Chip Day, Eddie Smooth, Connor Claxton, Brittany Blake, Poseidon, and Lucky Thirteen in that scramble match. So um, all right. So you go into the main event, which is the Cage of Death, and this is Matt Tremont. Retaining his title over A.R. Fox, Masada, and Devin Moore in uh, in the cage. This match was fucking bananas. Um, can't give this guy enough fucking credit for what he did in that match because this is a guy who, you know, if you had to go down that the line of that match, you'd say, okay, you got Matt Tremont, one of if not the top deathmatch wrestler in the business right now. He's won every deathmatch tournament you put in front of him. He's you know, multi-time fucking King of the Death match, Tournament of Death winner, all that, which is still crazy that they don't announce Tournament of Death winner amongst his entrants. Like, it, it just really shows that for the rest of the year, Tournament of Death doesn't mean a fucking thing to CZW, Um because it it should hold some kind of, some kind of, a you know, a title as in like, oh yeah, this year, I mean, it's not like he won it three years ago. and like, oh, you guys are still bringing that up? Like, the year that he won it, they don't bring it up. It's fucking crazy. Maybe on commentary they do. I don't know. Um, what I did hear that they mentioned on commentary, um, because, uh, you know, I, I saw some reviews that people were talking at home, uh, you know, watching the pay per view is the dumbass commentators fucking announced it as the first, you know, uh, if your feet touch the floor, you're eliminated which is not the fucking stipulation at all. You guys got to get your fucking shit together as far as what's going on, what your fucking announcers are going to say, and if you don't know, like, the stipulation to the fucking match, I mean, that's the most important thing possible. Because one of the first fucking things that happen is Fox gets thrown through the fucking pane of glass to the floor, so people at home are going, fuck, I guess he's out. And then, you know, I guess a couple of minutes later, they realize, like, oh, that's okay. We were were wrong on that. It's like, what the fuck, man? Are you just random fans guessing as they go along, like the people at home? Or you guys fucking work there? I mean, what is it? So, anyway, back to the match. Um, A.R. Fox is the guy, if you looked at, okay, Matt Tremont, you know, everything I mentioned. um, Devin Moore has been in. I didn't do my research, but um, a lot of Cage of Deaths. Um, he, he's he been through a whole shitload. He's won King of the Death. He's, you know, been in all sorts of tournament of deaths. This guy's done it all as far as death matches go. He is no fucking stranger to Cage of Death. Masada, again, one of the best death rush wrestlers in the world. He's spent tremendous amount of time in Japan. King of the Death, fucking tournament of death winner. He's won, like, fucking two tournament of deaths and, like, one in Europe or whatever the fuck. Um, the guy's a fucking you know, the death match beasts. Um, so again, no stranger to that. A.R. Fox, one of the best high flyers out there, but you wouldn't put the word death match within A.R. Fox. This guy took so many fucking bumps, crazy shit through glass, barbed wire, everything in this fucking match. This guy turned it up a hundred fucking percent. He went fucking crazy in this match. And I and I got to give him credit, man. He cut his back open real fucking good. I saw him taping up his fucking, like, his, his like forearm wrist area early in the match. This guy shredded himself out there. And, you know, for a guy who has the athletic ability that that he does, he doesn't have to do this shit. And, and, you know, I'm not saying these other guys are pieces of shit and all they have left is fucking death matches, but I'm saying, like, this guy could easily make his living wrestling on nothing but his athletic shit and his fucking his you know, high flying ability and all that because he's he's got that over the top fucking style and um, you know, he doesn't really need to be rolling around in glass if he doesn't want to. So this is something that he, he definitely um you know, put himself into and he fucking owned it, man. He didn't go out there and fucking walk on eggshells or, or try to dance around shit. He went fucking all in, man. And um fucking give him tons of fucking credit for that. You know, uh, Devin did his thing, Masada did his thing, and um obviously, you know, Matt fucking Tremont comes out the winner again, man. They uh they tore it up in this fucking cage of death. I highly recommend this, uh this D V D or I pay per view um replay or whatever the fuck they do. Um so yeah, check it out, man. CDW, I think they're taking January off. It's a good idea. I don't know that they're going to take that month off and actually figure anything out, or if it's just going to, you know, take a month off. Either way, um, I hope they fucking figure something out, but time will tell on that because uh, I don't know. DJ seems very, very clueless as far as a lot of shit goes. Um, like I said, this this show came together really well. Um, you know, uh, you know, my criticisms on it or whatever, but. And I've never seen a more packed house in, uh, the skate zone. Again, I haven't attended nearly as much, you know, skate zone shows as I ever attended, the, you know, the CZW arena shows. Um, and, you know, I don't know if I've been to the skate zone as many times as I was to Sewell, to be honest with you. I mean, possibly, but, um, yeah, probably cause Sewell was really only, uh, I showed up in, uh, February 2001, and that only went through till, uh, November, and then they headed to Philly in, uh, December. So, yeah, yeah, I've been to Skate Zone more than civil, I'm sure, but, um, but, yeah, um, I don't know, this, this fucking shit was packed, absolutely fucking packed. Um, you know, for the sake of, you know, definitely being a little uncomfortable, I don't, you know these motherfuckers at at their best a lot of these motherfuckers smell like cigarettes and mustard and that that's like that's on the better side of things most of the time these motherfuckers smell like like unathletic sweat like like if you could somehow just like liquefy fucking doritos and fucking mountain dew and and um like a fucking like a two day big bang theory fucking marathon or something that they watched on their mom's couch and shit. That's what these motherfuckers smell like. Like it's like if there was a gym for just slobs who don't do shit with their life, that's what it smelled like in there. You know what I mean? Like it's just not my type of gig, man. You know, I I don't, um, I, I don't like being around this amount of these type of motherfuckers. I really don't. And you know, I know a good handful of people that, that I enjoy seeing, of course. And, uh, you know, it's good seeing people out there and, uh, you know, for that, that, that's fine. But obviously there would be 25 people in the crowd if I was only picking people that I enjoyed seeing. So, um, can't have that. They packed the fucking house and, uh, you know, good for them. Good for them. Uh, you know, February is a new fucking ball game. So, you know, retool, regear, fucking think of some real shit because, uh, you don't get that fucking crowd in the middle of the year and it'd be fucking nice to see you do it um, you know i mean the cage absolutely draws things the cage in itself um you know the gimmick definitely helps but you book big enough fucking cards you bring the fucking crowds in i mean it, it's gonna fucking happen you just got to you just got to book that fucking caliber of a card and um, I'd say you got to book a better caliber card than, than cage of death because you got to compensate for the structure, you know? And um, you got to put on just solid shows on a fucking regular basis. You can't have this one, one month's great one month's blows one month's good fucking DJ main event. You just, you can't do this shit. If you want to fucking succeed, you got to just keep knocking it out the fucking park. This isn't the WWE man where, you know, this raw stock, this one was good month to month you may or may not get these fucking fans back. You, you get some loyal dudes that'll show up no matter what. If, like I said, these people, some of them, if you shit in their fucking car this month, next month they just bring a fucking can of Febreze so when you do it again they could spray the Febreze after you shit in their car. They're going to show up. It doesn't fucking matter what you do to them. But there's a lot of other fucking casual fans, and, and that's where the big number comes in, Is is the people that aren't going to come no matter what. And you got to draw them to the fucking and produce a fucking product that makes them want to come back. I mean, it's just, it's not fucking rocket science as far as that goes. I mean, and I'm not saying anything that, that nobody doesn't know already. I mean, that's, that's just kind of goes without saying, but yeah, so that's that all in all. Like I said, uh great kd Death show. Um, I actually ended up being uh front row which I didn't expect, but uh, my buddy Paul had an extra ticket to sell me, and, uh, you know, uh, I I went and I sat up there. Now, again, yeah, I really appreciate, you know, Paul's uh, ability to hook me up with this ticket, you know, for me to get this, this front row or whatever, but having said that, um, you know, nothing against him. This was the worst fucking front row seat you could ever get because it was in the corner, and it wasn't just, like, in the fucking corner. Where like Okay I got the end of the aisle Like they had so many fucking people in there This fucking corner seat Was damn near in in both rows It was almost in south and east Or whatever the south and west Or whatever the fuck Because this shit was like out there So there was no way for like someone to walk by you Or behind you or next to you Or any kind of shit Without you being in their motherfucking way Like your seat is barely a seat Because the shit is all sorts of in the fucking way And then, like, for me to even stand up and have my feet at, like, shoulder-width, you know what I mean? Like, without standing like a fucking pencil, I'd be fucking stepping on the motherfucker that was in the corner of the other row. Like, that's how tight it was and shit. Again, I'm not a fan of that. Um, I got a handful of pictures. Um, I only posted, like, one or two. I I really didn't post anything, uh, you know, fantastic yet. But, um, and, uh, only. I only got a handful of pictures that I really liked, but um, I didn't post much yet, but yeah, it, it's probably the worst place for fucking pictures. At least, you know, when I was sitting in the back, I could put on my longer lens, get a straight on shot of the ring and stuff. But again, um, it is what it is. I enjoyed it. And uh, just again, not, not the best view to watch it, watch the ring behind the fucking post all show. So uh, I would have way rather to, uh, you know, seeing it straight on. Um, but again you can't uh I guess beggars can't be choosers, but I didn't beg for anything, you, uh, you know. Sold me the ticket the ad luck. So nothing against ball, I'm just saying, uh, seating wise that that fucking sucked quite a bit. But um you know, it it was cool to be up close for a lot of the different things. Obviously, uh the in ring action was a little harder to watch, but you know, I, I definitely saw it. And um Yeah. Yeah, good shit. Uh, you know, I'd really love to have my old fucking seats back and I'm beating a fucking dead horse on that one, but um, yeah, Jesus Christ. Fucking over ten years. Um, so anyway, uh that that's pretty much all I got, I think. Uh check out Sports Fan, they do their fucking thing tonight. Um, you know, talk about NFL, all that shit. I don't even want to talk about NFL. If you notice my fucking football talk has kinda of trailed off as my team has. Um, we lost to fucking Cleveland like heavy. really make Johnny Manziel look like a fucking actual football player, which is fucking crazy. Uh, you know, it's just fucking garbage. Um, we have a lot of fucking work to do, and um, you know, it's gonna be off season shit there, draft and. Uh, just a lot of and They need to fire fuck a fucking coach. So it's a bad idea to begin with. We had to rebuild the whole fucking team. We put a first-time coach in there. Get the fuck out of here. Uh, it's just crazy. So um, I- I'm liking the Panthers, and I'm liking the Bengals. Uh, the Bengals, uh, actually, uh, you know, I'm rooting for the Bengals, I should say, and rooting for the Panthers. Definitely liking the Panthers. The Bengals, uh, fucking Andy Dalton just broke his fucking thumb or some shit on his throwing hand. So that's going to be real fucking rough on them. I don't know how long that keeps him out, um, but man, he, they better get him fucking some kind of robotic thumb or some shit for the playoffs. Cause man, they they fucking they played way too well this year to just fucking drop off now. That would suck. But um, yeah, I'm liking the fucking Panthers to win this shit this year. Uh, pulling for them. Anybody but the fucking Seahawks and, you know, I don't need these fucking Pats winning any more fucking Super Bowl. I, I'm i not anti-Pats. I'm not anti-Brady. Just just enough with the fucking titles. Someone knock them off. I got no animosity. Just enough with the fucking titles, though. So, uh someone knock them the fuck out. Um, so, yeah, check out Sports Den. They'll be talking all that shit. Um What else? Uh Fuck I don't know what Andrew's up to, but check out Andrew Carluck and, uh, you know, the Stern Nation page. He'll, he'll let you know what he's doing, all all that stuff. Uh, buy a fucking Zandig shirt or don't. All right, uh, that's about all I got. And, uh, what the fuck? Shit froze up. All right, there we go. Um, that's all I got. I'll talk to you motherfuckers next week. Peace.
1: We're all a bunch of fucking assholes. You know why? You don't have the guts to be what you want to be. You need people like me. You need people like me so you can point your fucking fingers and say, that's the bad guy. So, what I make you good? You're not good. You just know how to hide. lie, Me, I don't have that part. Me, I always tell the truth, even when I lie. So say goodnight to the bad guy. I'm gonna tell you something straight off the motherfucking breath. I ain't coming for no food. Sir.